You're listening to the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast with dating and relationship coach, Andrea LaRosa, and my co-host and producer, Kanan John Dewey. Welcome to the first episode of Heads or Tales. I'm your host. I'm a dating and relationship coach, Andrea LaRosa, and I'd love to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, that is me. I am Kanan John Dewey, actor and producer of this here wonderful podcast that we are starting today that I'm having so much fun already with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, so a quick little rundown of what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, we are going to be exploring conversations around love and relationships, dating, mm-hmm. Um, five-year relationships, 10-year relationships, breakups, everything that's incorporated into love. Um, yeah. Really, the look of it is communication, boundaries, how to um, have a fantastic date during COVID, which is something that we are going to talk about today, actually. Yeah, because I feel like COVID has put such a strain on so many relationships. Like today, I know a few couples that have separated because of COVID, like couples that I thought were super strong. And then I also have seen couples get married in the middle of COVID. So that's also interesting as well. So for me, I don't know about you, like, I feel like, uh, yeah. I have had some great relationships during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me live vicariously. I haven't had a bad relationship. I'm not trying to like in, like get to that, but you know, I live in an apartment here in West Hollywood, in West LA. I'm sorry, not West Hollywood, in West LA with my husband, and it's maybe 1,200 square feet. Maybe I'm, I'm sorry, less 600 square feet or something like that. And for the last year, we've been in the same quarters for very, for every single day for more than 365 days. That is a small and, space. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope I'm accurate. I mean, it's, it's spacious, but small. Yes. So it's like, that's been a strain on parts of our relationship, but not all of it, you know? And I'm sure it feels like a smaller space when you're there together every day, every minute. Yeah. Face starts to get smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> yeah. And there's nowhere to go. It's not like you can go out and do things and say like, hey, you know what? I'm going to the movies. What movies? There's no movies. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, um, I would go out every day. I would go on a bike ride to like the VA hospital around there and like work out or something just to be able to get away. And I remember at one point, like I think in the first two weeks of it, he started to work out in our living room and I like flipped out. And I was like, oh my God, I, I can't take this anymore. There's not enough space here for me. Like you're like, cause I was so used to having the whole place to myself during the day. Cause you know, I go to work when I need it and I don't when I don't. So I spend a lot of time, you know, filling up my time with my hobbies or doing something to keep me busy. So I don't like flip out. So my question for you is like, I guess, Heads or tails, this, this spending a lot of time in a relationship or spending a lot of time together in such a confined space, whether I've seen people break up in bigger houses than I have and they still didn't make it. Like heads or tails, 
is in the end, does this help a relationship or is this just an eye-opening experience as to who we ended up being with? It isn't an eye-opening experience. We are not designed to be on top of each other 24 seven. That is just not how we're built as humans. We are built to be individuals, right? Mm -hmm. And when you came into your relationship, whether you're in a relationship of four months, four years, 40 years, you originally came in as an individual and you have a partnership. And so what's happening now with COVID is that so many people are on top of each other. They're, they're spending so much time that they're not getting in self-care. They're losing who they are as an individual. They're not able to have their downtime to kind of rejuvenate their spirit, right? So mm -hmm. they have nothing left to give to their partner. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've been hosting some self-care challenges with some ladies groups that I have. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason why I've been doing so many of them lately is because if you don't take care of yourself, if you're not rejuvenating yourself and taking care of your self-care, you cannot give to another person. And for a successful partnership, you have to be able to give. Yeah. And so it's not a reflection of somebody that you chose, right? Like maybe I picked the wrong partner. No. Nobody is supposed to be spending this much time together. This is not normal, right? We have jobs that we usually go to for a good chunk of our day, in fact. Mm -hmm. um, some people have children that are home now with them and they're feeling that stress and that pressure. Oh, how about the people with the kids where they're like, oh my God, I hate my kids. I, now <laughs> I see what my the teachers were saying. Like my, my son or my daughter is a is a freaking brat and I can't believe it. And I'm just like, uh, can you imagine not knowing who your own kid is until like COVID? I mean, seriously, well, think about how much time you don't spend together. Yeah. In the scheme of things, you know, a, a kid goes to school, what, six hours out of the day. Mm -hmm. By the time you get home from work, there's another couple of hours. So you have a few hours in the evening and that's going to be consumed by extracurricular activities and sports and maybe chess club or homework or whatever it is. Or their cell phone or some right. device. <laughs> <TV>. <laughs> so, so yeah. Like, yeah. So it, like, so with these couples that like break up, like I knew one couple, like they were, like, I thought they had such a strong bond and like in a blink of an eye, they were done so. And so it's, so you think because we need our space, because we're not designed to be on top of each other, if we're not strong enough, I guess, and what? What is it that will, that makes like my relationship work where their relationship didn't? I think a lot of people are being confronted by some of the challenges they already had in the relationship. So I think for a lot of people, and I've seen it in my own coaching practice, all of a sudden I'm taking on so many breakup clients and I've even kind of pondered it myself of what is going on all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And as I work with my clients, I realize, oh, they're really starting to confront some real deep rooted issues they already had in the relationship. They just didn't have the time they needed 
to sit down and really look at it. Is this something that we can work together to fix? Or is this just a broken relationship and we should go our separate ways and find peace and happiness with someone else? Mm. I mean, life is kind of short. It is. I feel like if anything, COVID is showing us that. Yeah. At any minute, it can all blow up in our face, right? (sighs) That's like the most surreal part of like living in in relationships in general, because it's I feel like when you look at your mate, especially through all of this, um, I feel like you have to really want to be with that person because this has been like really trying. And it's like that 80-20 rule I've always heard in the past. You know, if someone gives you 80% of what you want, you know, then you should make the rest work somehow. I love the 80-20 rule. In fact, years ago, long before I got into coaching, I had a very, very good friend in LA once tell me, you know what? No one is going to be hundred percent. You got to find the 80. She told me all about this 80-20 rule. And I thought, oh my goodness, you're brilliant. I love you. Guess what? I use it in my coaching practice now. Every single one of my clients takes time to set goals and we do the 80-20 rule because there's just so much truth to that. No one is going to be 100%. You're not 100%, right? You do things, say things that you don't like. And you're like, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, yeah. guess what? (laughs) (laughs) They feel the same way. Right. Yeah. You can't be perfect. You can't expect yeah. someone else to be perfect. So you have to yeah. decide what's important. What's going to go in that 80%? Is it going mm-hmm. to be superficial things like I need to have somebody who's tall and who has dark hair? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or is it going to be values? Mm-hmm. I want someone who's committed, who's honest, who's communicative. Yeah. What are you looking for? Yeah. I feel like those are the couples though that broke up during COVID in a way. Um, it's the, the really attractive couples where, where, where you can tell they had like a fiery connection, but you can also tell that that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, they were living off of the 20%. Yeah. They were living off of the 20%. <laughs> I feel like my husband gives me 80% of what I've been looking for. So that's why at, at this point I could not see myself with anyone else. Like, I mean, yeah, there's people out there that I have may have like a, a, a casual connection with, like, you know, we may have a spark in our conversation and I may like for a second fantasize about it. But in the back of my mind, I'm always like, you know, most people just besides my husband in the past have only given me 20 percent. Mm-hmm. And this will probably be one of those people where it's nothing more than just like a lustful attraction or just like a new toy or something. Cause it seems like sometimes, yeah, it seems like sometimes people get with people not realizing the 80, 20 rule. And before you know it, they're like, Oh man, that didn't work out. And everyone else is like, I could have saw that coming because you had nothing in common. Think of all of the times that your friends or yourself in the past have broken up. Mm -hmm. Everyone around you goes, Oh yeah, I saw that coming. Yeah. Well, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> yeah. Well, why do you feel you like then? <laughs> yeah. 
do you ever feel like in hindsight you saw it coming too in those relationships like what has been your experience my experience has changed since I started coaching drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think since I've been a coach, I can see I have mm-hmm. this outside view almost of my relationship and I can see like, okay, this is going this direction or that direction, but it's not to say I still get blindsided when people break up with me mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason it might be. It's still, when you are rooted into it, you just can't see it the same way. Mm. That's true. It's like, it's hard to be objective when you're living in it. Right. It's like, that's why I guess people have like managers and agents or coaches or anything like that. Because without those things, it's like, you're just living in your own perception of how all these things should be. Right. I mean, coaches have coaches, therapists have therapists. There's a reason for that. That's true. And it's not a reflection of how we coach or how a therapist is with their patients. Mm -hmm. You know, what's that famous saying? Those who can't do teach. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I teach what I can't do. (laughs) Yeah. You do. Wait, you said you don't teach or you, you haven't taught. I mean, I coach. You coach, but would you ever give like a seminar or anything like that on love? Like a Ted talk? (laughs) what not to do what to do what not to do what what do you think are some big not to do's like from like covid and whatnot as far as relationships goes what not to do as far as dating or relationships because that's a huge difference right there Mm. if you're already in a relationship it's more of what to do i think you know, make sure you're taking that time to yourself, even if that means you're just going outside and walking around the block alone without your partner around going mm-hmm. to the beach. If you have the beach nearby for those of us who live close to an ocean, right. Or a lake or whatever. Um, but for dating, dating's the other way around. It's what not to do. Don't have <laughs> expectations. <laughs> It's just that simple. You can have standards and there's a huge difference between standards and expectations, but don't have expectations. Not now. So what is the difference between having standards and expectations during COVID? Expectations set you up for disappointment. Mm -hmm. So when you say you're going on a first date with someone and you have this expectation that they're going to be amazing. You know, you had a little conversation, you met them on a dating app and they're this really good looking person. And you're thinking, dang, I'm going to get me some wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know where they stand on COVID, right? There have been so many people out there dating this entire time, not wearing masks. They don't care. They don't believe in vaccines. They don't believe in COVID. Mm -hmm. You don't know what that date thinks. Maybe that person is trying to be very careful. They want to wear a mask during the date. They want to stay socially distanced during the date. And -hmm. you have this expectation that you're going to be holding hands and you're going to be kissing and then you show up and they have a mask on and refuse to take it off. 
again, I mean, up for disappointment. That does set you up for disappointment because I can see how that can be like a little hurtful sometimes because, I mean, nobody wants to feel like, I guess they're like a, a, a leper or something like that, even though we're, this is something we're right. all dealing with, you know? So I guess that having that expectation of body contact of some sort, I, I can see how that can be a letdown. It's not personal. Yeah. Right now, that is not personal. They are trying to stay safe. Yeah. So yes, I think it's a great idea to have the conversation before you meet. If you yeah, are going a, on a first yeah, date, yeah, right. Make mm-hmm. sure you talk about your beliefs before you meet. How much though is is too much to tell? I mean, especially now with COVID, it's like everything is digital. Basically, it's like an application process when you want to like, like either hook up or even like just date someone, I would assume you have to go through all these questions and messages like how much is too much before the spark is gone in in this time of. Anything is too much. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, you match with someone on a dating app. So you're basing Mm -hmm. what you think their personality is off of maybe a few lines of a bio and maybe four or five pictures, right? And now you're texting. So you've never heard their tone. You don't know how they present their thoughts. You're hearing it in your tone. So while someone could be saying something and being very sarcastic, you think it's cute or vice versa, right? That's so There's interesting. no tone in text. So get the fuck off of text if you can. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I, <laughs> it's so funny. I did a, I, I have a, a song that I wrote a few years ago under this, this uh, stage name, I guess you would call it. The song is called Stop Texting Me. And that's basically what the song <laughs> is about because I was getting so frustrated and this is before COVID. This is before my husband. I was getting so frustrated with like the process of texting people, even to this day when I'm like texting and like messenger or on a DM and Instagram, it feels weird because I could be like, I, I got into something with uh, not something, nothing really happened, but one of a person that I knew the way he responded to me, I was in such a bad mood that day. I took it in my tone where he was just being sarcastic or friendly. I took it as being mean and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just made me think about all the times that I was dating where someone could just be making a friendly joke, but because I wasn't in the best mood, you know, I took that text completely wrong. So this song is basically about that whole experience, not to plug it, but it's just funny that you brought that up because I feel like texting doesn't have tone and it allows you to misinterpret everything someone is saying. I can imagine that being a pain in the ass during the time of COVID, honestly. It's a pain in the ass during any time. Yeah. It's one of the biggest problems with online dating now is that you start a conversation not mm-hmm. knowing someone, not hearing them, not understanding what their tone is, mm-hmm. and you're misinterpreting everything. Yeah. Which is why I think it's so important if you're going to match with someone, meet them. Mm-hmm. And during COVID, if you're not comfortable meeting, we have all these things called like Skype and Zoom and FaceTime. Pretty much. <laughs> what a great way to meet someone, feel safe in your own home, still see them because it's so important to see someone. 
mm-hmm. to be able to see their body language mm-hmm. and just how they're responding to you. Do they seem interested? Do they look like they're intrigued by you? Mm-hmm. You can get those social cues from like these things. Like people um, fail to realize that. Like they think, oh, just because it's digital, um, you feel like you're not really meeting someone. But I feel like you can still feel the person's energy even through the camera if it's live. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I can see you. I can see what you're doing. If yeah. you look disinterested or if you're looking at me and smiling or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. You and you don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're super smart, you'll do it on Zoom where it has the touch-up feature and it mm. smooths out your skin so it looks like you have makeup on, but you don't. Yeah. A little trick I have to lady. get that feature. I remember you mentioned that on another video. I was like, you are absolutely glowy. I'm like, what is this? She's like, oh, it's a filter. (laughs) (laughs) But I saw you in person the other day and you don't look that much different. So it must not be that bad of a, like, it must not alter you too much. It just I mean, I don't have it turned up completely. (laughs) Oh, oh, there's like levels to it. Yeah, it's from Zoom, like on Zoom. It's an option. Oh, See, I always use Zoom on my phone, so I never like go on a computer to do that. Uh, I feel like I'm always missing out on these fun things <laughs> that you can do. Well, that leads me to this next, I mean, this next question, since we're talking about COVID and Zoom, how much filters is too much? You know, I mean, there's a lot of catfishing still going on to this day. You know, I have seen some of these profiles that are out there um, from my male friends who are trying to date. They'll show me all of these crazy profiles and I'm looking at them going, which one is she? (laughs) Because they're using filters. They're using Snapchat filters, you know, those little bunny ears or the whiskers or like puppy dog ears or something funky, or you can change your eye color. So like all of a sudden you have these bright blue eyes and it's like, oh, are those real? I don't think so. And I've seen that on some people that I know. And, I'm, and it's always like all of their story pictures would be that. And I'm like, you're a pretty person. I don't understand why you feel the need to have to put this weird filter on all of your photos. It's not like just one or two. It's like all of them. Right. It's totally <laughs> fine to touch up your pictures a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, women put on makeup. So that's that's like the real life version of doing a touch up, right? Pretty but much. you don't need a filter that completely changes you because all that does is let that other person be disappointed when they see you in real life. Why would you yeah. do that? Yeah. Why would you put your best foot forward on a picture instead of in person? Yeah. Right. It's Let always them see your personality instead. Yeah. Well, I think people are like, everyone wants love. So you want to like increase your chances of finding love. And I think some people actually truly believe that if they alter their images it increases their odds and Hey, if they meet them, maybe he'll fall or she will fall in love with my personality It'll all work out and it'll be a happy ending like a Disney movie. <laughs> Except that first date is already 
doomed because that other person is now disappointed because you don't look anything like your pictures. Yeah. So why start there? Why not start at a point where they show up and they're pleasantly surprised? I've been on dates with guys before who've said, wow, you look like your pictures. Yeah. No shit. Am I supposed to look like something else? (laughs) Yeah. What are you expecting? But now that I've really seen some of these profiles that are out there, it's crazy. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I've seen guys with profiles like that too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like on Facebook sometimes, like some people I see there, the guys, I'm like, who the hell is that? I'm like, is that you? (laughs) I'm like, okay, if you say so. (laughs) Like his skin would be so smooth, like pudding, you know, like they'll have like that, the dark eyelashes and the extra white teeth. They'll add like abs and stuff. It's it's too much. It's oh man. Much. Yeah. But there are there are a lot of apps out there now that mm-hmm. do that. That will, you know, I found an app the other day for my videos that go up on my social media to where I can add all makeup, eyeliner, mascara, blush, lipstick, post, all in post. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. So you just show up to your camera bare face and just fill in the, the rest later. Are you kidding me? I roll out of bed, do my video, and then do it all in post. Smooth it out, put all the makeup on after I filmed. Oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. I know. <laughs> this is like an altered reality that we all live in. I'm pretty sure COVID just made it all like, I don't know, get worse or just expand because... Snapchat's bigger than ever. Everyone has a Snapchat. I feel like I'm the only person not on Snapchat sometimes. Me too. Like everyone has Instagram. Everyone has a TikTok, um, Clubhouse. Well, Clubhouse is not really a visual thing, but I feel like there's so many apps out there for like people to meet each other, date, or just put themselves out there in the world with like this filter mm-hmm. And the fact that COVID is keeping us at home, I almost feel like it's going to make people fall deeper into that rabbit hole. I don't know. Right. And on that note, to wrap us up, what are people going to do when they can actually go out again? Because things are opening up now. Some states more so than others. I know here in California, Mm -hmm. we're still a little little locked down. (laughs) But, you know, I went to Texas recently. I went to Arizona recently. And they're open. They're allowing people out full capacity in some of their restaurants. Mm -hmm. So that means dating and relationships are going to start getting back to quote unquote normal. Normal. So what is normal now? Right. That's the big question. So that's really the question everyone has to look at. What is my new normal for relationships and for dating? What do you think it is? Because I personally feel that because they said uh, half of American adults right now have been vaccinated. And I, I genuinely feel the way human nature is and the way people work. Once people realize that almost everyone has been vaccinated, we will like go back to the way things were so quick because people are like they want to forget it. They want to move on because I feel like especially in America, we're really good at just pushing things under the carpet and moving on as quickly as possible. So I almost feel like 
people are going to going are going to go back to just dating with no mask, doing whatever they want to do, going out, having fun, going to concerts, drinking, spending. They were already doing it during COVID. So I don't know. What do you think? Mm, I agree. But I think what we need to look at is the fact that singles, people who've been single this whole time have been cooped up for over a year now. And there's a level of desperation that will creep into that dating. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Right. For a relationship, their relationships are going to change drastically too, I think, because if you're in a relationship and if you started a relationship during COVID, you're going to have to really work on that communication to talk about how it's going to shift now, now that people are going back to work and socializing more and getting back to normal. Your relationship is going to take another shift. Every single relationship, marriage, dating, doesn't matter what level you're at. You have to be able to communicate with your partner that we're having this shift again because things are opening up. I'm going back into the office or I'm not going to go back into the office. Maybe Um, dating, if you were single and I see it happening with a lot of single people right now, they're going on these dates with people who are just feeling so desperate, so lonely. And that is not how you want to approach a first date from a point of negativity, right? Mm -hmm. I'm feeling desperate and lonely and it's needy. You want to start a first date with this point of positivity, this joy, this happiness. I'm so excited to meet you, right? So Mm -hmm. we really need to focus on changing our mindset around dating and relationships right now as we come out of a pandemic. How can we find the positivity in all of this? And no more complaining about COVID anymore. Leave it in the past, right? So many people are, you know, complaining and still focusing on all the negative side of it. Look, let's be grateful. You know, you and I, we're vaccinated now. So we get to be very grateful for the fact that if I get COVID, I don't even know if that's possible anymore. But if I do, then I'm probably going to be okay, right? That's the whole idea behind it. And COVID really created a massive divide in people, those who believed, those who didn't believe. And that's not even the point anymore. The point now is to move forward. How am I going to date as a single person? Or how am I going to make sure that my relationship doesn't fall apart now? now that there's so much change happening, right? Yeah. I, 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 like, I totally agree. Cause I almost feel like I'm approaching that sometimes when it comes to friendships. Cause I have my husband who's, you know, been there this whole time. But what I haven't had is a connection with like outside relationships. Since our show is about relationships. I know so some of my friendships, like when I interact with people that I haven't seen in a long time, there is like this lower level of desperation. Like, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. I haven't talked to someone in so long. Please talk to me, talk to me, please talk to me. And I feel like I can see that with dating. It's almost like when you're looking for a job when you haven't worked in a really long time and you're in the interview and you're like, practically sweating because you need the job so bad and people can smell it. They can feel that. hundred percent. Absolutely. And you're right. Friendships are relationships. 
family is relationships. They're all relationships, right? Yeah. And there's this desperation of connection. Yeah. People haven't felt connected. Have pe- some people haven't been touched, yeah. right? The importance of being touched. Oh my gosh. So that's going to be a, a new problem as well. If you haven't hugged someone or kissed someone mm-hmm. in a year, or maybe you've, you have, but it's not been as frequent as normal for you, that's going to put a huge strain on yeah. a new relationship, an old relationship, a friendship even. Yeah. So it's just a matter of really trying to change our mindset and really try and look at the positive sides of things and, mm-hmm. you know, not flinch when someone touches us again. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I shook someone's hand when I was being introduced. I know. Cause now it's, I mean, I don't know if you do it now. It's either the, the fist bump or the elbow bump or I do the distant the, wave. The wave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten this because where I've been working, I mean, you probably should, still should not have been doing it. You know, I knew everyone was being tested like three to four times a week. So I was somewhat comfortable. So I would do, you know, the, the fist bump and all that stuff. But yeah, the wave was what you mostly do with like a stranger. It's like, okay, six feet away, please stay away. Don't touch me. Don't get near me. But so what do you like? I'm excited for this show. And we've talked about a lot today. And I think on our next episode, hopefully, I mean, I think we'll be talking about, not think, but we should be talking about, like, I wanted to, like, dive more into to the illusions that we're under when it comes to relationships. Because you were talking earlier about, like, mm-hmm. filters and the makeup. And, oh, I find that so fascinating when it comes to dating. I'm pretty sure there's so much more. There's so much more, of course. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. so much more. Absolutely. And so for each episode, we're going to take a a deep dive into the different elements of love, right? You know, um, I'd like to eventually get us into real serious conversations about, you know, we talked about it earlier, you and I, alcohol on dates Mm -hmm. and love and in relationships, you know, politics is going to be a big one right now religion yeah there's just so many different elements different sexual energy in right. couples like you know stuff like that i have so many notes like i i i i'm excited for the future of this show and i hope you listening is excited as well because andrea and i have so many topics that we have planned to like dive into we i'm just an actor and i'm just a producer because i have not just I'm an actor and I'm a producer. Right, you're uh, not just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I came on, we, we linked up because of Kevin. So thank you, Kevin Williams, for putting us together for this show. Um, so this is like our premiere show. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it, but I'm going to give it back over to Andre. I don't want to take complete control. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're totally fine. Um, I am very grateful that he connected us because I think we will be able to give such a great perspective on love and relationships, um, both sides, right? Yeah. Uh, And it's really important that listeners understand that there's always two sides in a relationship. Um, And in fact, sometimes we say there's three, there's Mm -hmm. your point of view, your partner's point of view and the truth. Yeah. And the truth doesn't really matter actually, because 
when it comes to those two people, you just have to find the common ground, your point of view, their point of view, and can we meet in the middle? Yeah. And it's so like Heads or Tails. Right. Heads or Tails. That's how we came up with the title. Yeah. And so hopefully we can help some people find that middle ground in their relationships and be a, a voice for them. Yeah. Because I truly feel like that's what helped me get through the last year with my partner is just realizing that we both have our own personalities and we have something that keeps us together and we just need to focus on that. Absolutely. And I think that goes with any relationship. My relationship with you, my relationship with Kevin, my relationship with anyone that is positive in, in my mind, I guess, right. that, 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 is, that adds value to my life. It's just valuing the person as they are. Right. How important is that relationship to you? Are you yeah. willing to work towards having a future with that person? Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. I look forward to like chatting again on our next episode. Absolutely. Thank you to all the listeners out there. Please give us a follow. Um, you can actually find us both. Uh, Kanan actually has another podcast if you want to check it out. Right. Yeah, my podcast is Kanan Ponders Podcast. You can find me on all the like streaming services, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Luminary, blah, blah, blah. It's on all of them, whatever. But right. yeah. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or check out my website at andrealarosacoaching.com. And check me out at canandjohn.com. <laughs> I almost <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I know, I almost forgot. We're going to get our flow together. I'm pretty sure it's feeling good. I love we it. We will. Yes. Hang with us, people. Hang with yes. us. Yes. We're here to help you. Absolutely. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast, where dating doesn't just stop because you're in a relationship. To have a happy and healthy relationship, we need to continue to put in the effort. For more information and a free consultation from me, please visit andrealarosacoaching.com. Until next time.